You're listening to The Voice of Horror Radio with your host, Scott Geiner. I'm sorry. You guys ready? Yes, yes. Alright. Here we go. Hello everyone, this is Scott Geiner, The Voice of Horror Radio. My very special guest is from the cast of Mr. White. It's director Erica Summers, actress Gianna Cambria, actress Summer Perkins, and Andy J. Salgado. How you guys doing, and gals? Great. Great. Good. How's it going? Pretty good. <laughs> okay, well, as you know, um, uh, quite a few people has reviewed uh, Mr. White, and I actually didn't quite see it until it was posted in my movie reviewers around the globe group. So I contacted Erica. I very, very seldom do not do that, but the film had my peak interest when I read the, the storyline because I'm a 40-something-year-old guy, and I grew up in the 80s, and I love the 80s cheese, the 80s slashers, and you name it. And this movie, I knew nothing about, like I said. But actually, when I did watch the film, uh, I did see some 80s throwback, which I thought was the topper on this film. I mean, I, it would have been great either way, but I think the, um, you know, the the uh, the monster alone reminded me of a lot of films in the mid '80s, and I just absolutely enjoyed this film. And you guys were fantastic. And Erica, I'm proud to say that, as I said in my review, that this is one of my favorite slasher films of probably this year, and more likely in the last three years or four years of an '80s style. Slasher film. Congratulations. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much. No problem. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with you, Erica. You are the the mother, the uh, inventor, the writer, the creator, the mastermind behind this film. I want to start with you. And for the listeners who have not talked, heard you, or know much about you, um, they will after today, is give your storyline basically how this movie came about and where the ideas came from, or anything you want to say. Okay, no problem. Uh, we were create. We were in the midst of filming my previous film, Lover Boy, which is a more of a suspense thriller, uh, sort of a man meets girl. You know, uh, girl falls for man, man turns out to be crazy and psychotic. Uh, so it's quite different from this, and I felt like I kind of cheated myself a little bit when I was, you know, watching it back in the theaters and, and watching it as I was editing. I felt like, you know, I'm I'm a child of horror. I, I've watched horror since I was, you know, just a young, young girl. And I really felt like I, I wanted to go much more horror with my future films. And uh, so I thought, you know, well, okay, I, I always have, you know, humans as you know, the, the villains in my films. I so, you know, I'd, I'd love to get into, you know, uh, create something fresh, something, uh, that scared me as much as films like Pumpkinhead scared me as a child. And, uh, I, it, I just wanted to create something fresh, something no one had ever seen before. So, uh, we got some money together and I created the, you know, the mask and the monster while I was coming up with the story. And as I'm sculpting him, I'm coming up with more of the story and stuff and, you know, casting him in latex and painting him and uh, coming up with more backstory. And by the time the monster was done, the you know, the script had been done and polished 
and uh, we were ready to cast. And you know, I remember bringing the mask and the the hands and everything out at the the table read, and everyone, you know, watching everyone's reaction to it and thinking, yeah, I think we're on to something here. These <laughs> even these people are seeing it in the full daylight, and they're getting pretty creeped out by it. Uh, you know, I think, I think we've done something, something fresh and original. So, uh, that's, that's pretty much that. And then there's a, a huge element of voodoo in the film. And voodoo has always been one of the only things in real life that has ever scared me. Like, I'm not scared by clowns or, you know, things like that. I'm, I'm scared by, you know, voodoo and, and sacrilegious things and, and, you know, stuff like that. I, I, I never want to mess with it because I always wonder, is it real? Right. So I, I wanted to put that element in the film as well because I know it scares me. It was it scared me handling some of the real voodoo items that we used in the movie. Wow. So. Amazing. Yeah, that's that's pretty much that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I this story, like I said before, I don't want to say too much because it is not really available. Well, it's not available to the public, but. There was so many. I, I thought the story that was cool about this film also, which I, I did forget to mention. Um, I mentioned so much, I think. But when the lady in that shop gave the backstory of Mr. White, now that yes. I thought was, I've never seen that done too much, and I thought that was brilliant because you're able to not only not do it in the beginning of the film like most movies do, is you did it. Towards like what I would say like what towards a quarter way through. Yeah, almost a third of the way in. Right, and I thought that was brilliant. And thank you. Yeah, it, it just you know, uh, like I said in my review, you know, I felt you know most slasher films that when you watch them, it's always you son of a bitch, you're killing people, you know, these poor little bitches and assholes, you know. However, yeah. but to by the halfway through the film, even before that, I'm feeling for Tyler. And the monster, because the monster's only doing because you know, the the monster alone I thought was unique because he killed a guy's uh, or should I, oh it doesn't really matter I, he kills yeah. a guy's daughter and he gets cursed but that curse is more like um I mean, how would you even call that curse I mean Andy is getting tormented I mean I, I don't want to go in detail while they dig it I'm gonna ruin it. Because I actually yeah. did say that in the review, and I cut it out because I went too far. So, oops, that's, that's a oh. spoiler. <laughs> but um, to understand that Tyler is just a, a, a kid that you know he has some home life problems, and it you know, and he has a great uncle from what I from what I've seen in the film. Yeah. And then to be terrorized by Scott and his banshee, and you know, I mean, believe it or not, the storyline here. It, Actually, does happen in, in real life, not to the point of Absolutely. getting killed, but you start feeling for Tyler, and then it's like, how are you supposed to feel that bully's getting killed? I mean, we had the uh, Columbine, we had you know all these uh, bullying things going on, and that's what makes this film so powerful because it makes you decide which side you're on. Exactly, and, and that's the part that I think is so amazing and brilliant about this film that other slasher films that I watched doesn't have that high end edge. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And one of the things that we were really trying to, one of the things that I was trying to go for when I wrote it was I didn't want it to just be typical. This happens to him, then this happens to. Him. 
I wanted it to be something where by the time that the the monster starts, you know, getting his revenge, uh, getting Tyler's revenge, I wanted people to be find themselves almost accidentally rooting for the bad guys <laughs> in a way because they started out as the good guys. And so later, you know, as as there's murder and and you know all these gory things going on, you're going, yeah, you know, get him, get him, and then you're like, wait a second, what am I, what am I saying? <laughs> I'm a sick fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a sick, sick person because I am going, yeah, kill him. That wasn't gruesome enough. You should have run back over. You know, like, yeah, I, that's what <laughs> I want. <laughs> all right, yeah. Again, now Gianna Cambria. Um, your character, um, now, when I mention the reviews to you young ladies and to the rest of the cast, besides Tyler, I didn't, I wasn't trying to be offensive when I said, um, bitches and assholes. I was just emphasizing bullying to the point where, you know, so I hope you guys were not offended by me saying that. No, no, of course not. If anything, it's somewhat of a compliment uh, to the character. So Great. So, Gianna, go ahead and give your experience. I mean, how did you come across this role? I mean, obviously there was a role call, am I correct? Yes. Uh, I think I was actually in Europe at the time um, on vacation, and I, I think I came across the casting call online and sent Erica my demo reel, um, and she got back to me within a few weeks after casting and offered me the role of Amy. So uh, I was pretty excited to be a part of it. Nice. Yeah, your performance. Now, I'm going to ask you this. Um, she, Erica mentioned about um, you did see the mask and all, right, or not until you are on set. Did you see it beforehand? No, uh, I didn't see it until I was on set. Okay. Cause, uh, I actually, I didn't go to the physical casting call. I just sent in a, a video audition. So. Perfect. So what, what I mean... This is your first slasher film or horror film you're in? Uh, no, I, I've done some other. I wouldn't call them horror films, but they're they're pretty gory in nature, so um, they could they're kind of right on the border with that. Um, okay. So, what was your experience like doing a film like this? You know, basically, what I'm saying is, you know, acting is 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 an amazing art, and you know, I'm learning it after since oh, 30 some years or 20 some years from, since since high school, but to be able to pull your role off and knowing what's going to happen. What was your experience like to be in a film like this? Like, you know, you mentioned about being in a film similar to it, but to be in a film where a death scene's coming or however, what was your experience like for that? Uh, it's actually kind of a running joke. And <laughs> in most of my projects, I do end up dying somehow or another. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, uh, so that wasn't anything too atypical for me, but, um, I was really excited about this project just because the script was something that I think we can all relate to because whether, you know, we were directly affected by bullying or, or what have you, we all know someone that's, that's gone through something similar to this or at least, you know, have been through the school systems where it's not always a nice place to be. So I think that was kind of, um, an attraction for me to the script and it's always such a treat to get good writing. Um, especially within independent productions. So I was really excited about that aspect. But the character was something really different that I don't normally get to play. It was something a little bit lighter uh, than most of what gets thrown my way. So, um, And I, I've definitely never played, <laughs> to take your term, I've definitely never played the bitch like that. So, uh, so it was fun. Well, you knocked out of the ballpark, and congratulations on a great job. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Now we got the um, cell phone queen. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my cell phone right now, actually. <laughs> Summer Perkins, um, your character, um, again, this is only a movie, but I'm giving you my preference as being a reviewer, and to watching a film like this, you really annoyed me, probably not as much as Scott does, but um, when I say that, I meant that great, a good wise, because it makes the film more interesting and more, more physical to watch, but your character was... Um, Quite interesting, and you also nailed it in the park. Um, your experience now, as I asked Gianna, what was your experience like of doing a role like this? You know, um, it's interesting because I think I would like to hope that this is a, a extreme departure from how I am as a person. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I hope so. Too. So, so it, it didn't come naturally. However, um, it's actually really freeing and kind of fun to be able to to go and um, explore a character like that and figure out you know what why she would be the way that she is um, and and thinking about um, that I think is really interesting and and made a lot of uh, more interesting choices too so yeah you just yeah. Let it, yeah I guess it's fun to let it loose. That's the word you can use. Let it loose. Be somebody different. Other, I mean, you, I don't know. I mean, I, I can I can ramble on about this film. The characters, they're all the characters was great. I mean, uh, annoying. When I say annoying, you know, you understand what I'm saying. It's just a well, the chemical, the, the the chemistry in this film. I mean, I wasn't there, but from what I understand, from what I see, and what I'm hearing, there is a strong chemistry in the film. You know, and uh, you got a, a character like Tyler that we're going to get to very shortly. It's just an an ama- uh, yeah, amazing film. I mean, the, I'm anxious to talk to the rest of the cast on this because this film, I, I, I meant, I said it's an undiscovered gem, and when it does, it's become a, it's going to become a diamond in a lot of slasher films, a lot of slasher fans' homes in the future because. Think about this. You know, the 80s are gone, you know, and, and it's sad. Um, those types of films, you know, where I love 80s cheese. I don't care how stupid it is. It's just fun yes. to be able to watch it. And because I grew up around in that era, so it's like it brings me back to my youth when I watch films like that, even to today. But watching this film, I mean, I can't say it brings me back to my youth totally, but it brings me back to like 1987 or 88 or in 86 era. And I think that's what makes this film so close to me is why I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, and that's some of the greatest horror films, I think. You know, I, I think that's what's so great about it, too, because I'm a huge horror fan. And to see um, going back to more of the true horror, I think lately, now we don't have as many great no. scary films. I go and I don't. I go to the movie theater and expect to be scared, and I don't feel scared. Um, and so that's what I think is so great about this one is it is it really does pay homage to the the great 80s horror films and like you were saying in the beginning too so amen summer I'll, I'll tell you again you did a fantastic job and and i really appreciate the characters in this film because uh you know it is what it is and it happens but uh you know but the person that i'm anxious to talk to because um you know, he just uh, he took upon himself to contact me right after I posted a review, which I highly respect that, Andy, by the way. Thank you. Um, your character was just an eye-popping character. 
you know, because you, there's so many emotions going through. Your experience with Mr. White. Now, I apologize. I didn't check your IMDb page. I haven't had a chance to. But to be able to uh, uh, pull off this character, um, what's your experience been like since the film? Um, since the film, I... Well, we've we've had so such a positive um we've had such positive feedback from people that have watched the film. But this was actually my first feature film or actually my first film ever that I've had any mm-hmm. um type of 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 dialogue or anything. The only thing that I had done before this was I was an extra on a TV show and all I did was walk back and forth. So I went from being an extra to being in a feature film where I felt like I was playing four characters at the same time and my experience after this the the film was that I I got to learn so much about myself as an actor I got so much I got to learn a lot about my craft I got to learn a lot about myself and I learned um you know since it was my first feature film I learned everything that I did in this film I had done for the first time so uh, luckily I had such a great you know, we had such a great cast and producers and a great director that was so patient with me and um, who just taught me so much in general while I was there. That's an amazing. You know, Andy, it's funny you mentioned that because I did my first film, whether or not, on June 4th. I went to Long Island, New York to play a bartender in a drama film, of all things, a drama, being a horror reviewer and doing my first film's a drama. <laughs> but... Um, then my second role, I played a psychiatrist, a creepy psychiatrist, and I knew exactly how you feel. You know, anybody who's acting, you watch them on TV or movies, you're thinking, damn, they make it look so easy. But acting is not easy. It's one thing to memorize the lines, but it's another to perform them lines. Now, a lot of people don't understand that. And, and you know, it's just like when you complete a film, like I did and like you just did, obviously, it's a great feeling, is it not? Yeah, your very definitely. first time doing it. It's it's just like you're hungry for more. You're hungry for more, aren't you? Yeah, no, definitely. Especially when you film a scene that's so powerful, and you, what you know, there were many times in the movie where I I just thought to myself, like, I want, I wonder where that came from. Is Tyler my alter ego or something? <laughs> I have no idea where this is coming from. And um, so you learn a lot about yourself as a person, and you learn, like I said, a lot about your craft. So it's really. It's um, I'm very grateful, and it's really cool. It is, and and uh, you know, y- your character just by watching you, it's just the hair, the 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 uh, the dark, the, the shadow in the eyes, and and your relationship with your uncle, and then going to see your mom, and and saying stuff. I, I don't want to get in full detail. I don't want to ruin it, but um, I don't know. Your 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 character was eye popping, like I mentioned earlier. The whole cast was, I mean, I can go on forever. I don't want to just just aim my uh, on one person yourself because the whole cast was fantastic. But this film, I'm telling you, is going to live for a long, long time because once these 80s, there's a lot of 80s horror groups on Facebook that they talk about 80s films. And uh, once this film starts really, really going viral, you guys are going to be these... Um, I can see in 20 years this film being an iconic slasher film. Oh. And I mean that wholeheartedly because 20 years from now I'll be 60 some years old, but uh, <laughs> but, I'll, but I'll but I'll definitely will never forget this film. I you know it's one of my favorites, and 
and I'm very proud to be able to uh, share the moment with watching it and being able to interview Erica and some of you cast because you know not many films like this come along my you know my way actually by just like I mentioned earlier I never contact people to ask for screeners because I don't know I got tons of films here to watch but I just had to contact you Erica because Thank it you. had my interest and I'm glad I did because it's more than what I expected and uh, you know I'm babbling but uh, it's, no I, uh, I truly truly appreciate that I mean uh, going back to what you were saying about you know the the 20 years from now thing it's funny that you say that because at one point in the film we were filming in a town uh Inverness and it's like uh 45 minutes away from the the main town that we were filming in uh so a lot of us stayed in like tents and the guest rooms that night and I remember I looked at the makeup artist uh that night that we were staying in the tent together and I said can you just imagine 20 years from now like we're making Texas Chainsaw 1 right now or you know we're making Friday the 13th part 1 right now and, you know, you never know, 20 years from now, we're all on the red carpet for other things, and people are going to be like, oh, my God, you know, I'm, I'm such a Mr. White fan. Exactly. I, and, and I feel like we accomplished what we set out to accomplish with this film. I mean, you know, uh, especially with a limited budget, and, you know, I I do most things behind the camera myself. I mean, I film it, I edit it, I... Uh, I probably should get a lot more people on my crew, uh, but <laughs> I, I'm kind of a perfectionist in that I like things done a certain way and I can just trust myself to do them. So there will be times when you see me, you know, on the set and I'm doing like 8,000 things at the same time and people are like, you know, can I help you? And I'm like, no, it's cool. I got it. You know, uh, but I think in a way, uh, it worked out really well with this film because in the end, the end product is you're seeing exactly what was in my brain, you know, when I set out to create the film. And I, I feel so fortunate that we had such a wonderful cast. I mean, every single person in this film brought something new to the table that makes me look like a genius, but not all of it was, you know, my doing. I mean... I know there were times that Summer would come to me and she would be like, what if my character did this? And I'm like, that's genius. Let's go with it. And uh, Andy, Andy impressed the hell out of me because uh, originally he was not set to play Tyler. He was set to play a one-line role. And uh, for reasons I won't get into, we ended up uh, recasting for the role of Tyler. And I said, you know, I met him at the read-through and he seemed like a very you know, positive, bright person, and I felt like he would be a a better fit for the role. And, uh, you know, so I asked him if he wanted it, and he turned around. Not only did he say yeah, but I sent him just a, a buttload of homework within the next few weeks. I was like, watch this YouTube video on schizophrenia, and watch this, and I want you to read this 20-page, you know, review on this, and <laughs> I, I mean, I literally, I just like bombarded him with things like to see, you know, A, to see if he was serious and he was going to put forth the effort, uh, but B, because I wanted that character to be as good as it could be. And Andy impressed the hell out of me because he came back and was like, I spent hours last night working on my walk, my Tyler walk. 
can I show it to you? And we would go, we went out in my backyard and he showed me his Tyler walk and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm just shocked that someone cared enough to put that much thought and time into just the way a character walks. You know, he's calling up, uh, ordering pizzas and practicing his stutter and, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I'll, I'll oh let Andy talk God. about that. I'll let Andy yeah. talk about that. Oh my gosh, no, thanks for the great compliments. Yeah, um, there were a couple times where, um, I mean, like she said, she sent me a lot of videos on stuttering, and I ended up, um, actually ended up taking a college class on, in psychology just to, you know, if it could help me on anything. But, um, one day I was ordering pizza, and I dis- I decided to call, um, Pizza Hut as Tyler and not myself. And I decided, and I was stuttering the whole time. And within two minutes, as I'm ordering a pepperoni pizza and I'm talking, you know, like the, 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 like this, the guy hangs up on me. So I, so I call back and I have this, and I'm, I'm still like Tyler and I'm saying, you know, I'm, I'm stuttering, but I'm saying, please don't hang up with me. I'm stuttering. Can you please be patient while I order my pizza? And, um, and that's what I, that's what I did to help me prepare for the role. That's awesome, Andy. And I knew if he couldn't pull off the stutter, I was going to cut it completely from the script because I'd rather not have you stutter, you know, poorly than because if you can't pull it off, you can't pull it off. So he came back to me, I think, within two weeks of me giving him all the videos, and he was like, all right, I want to test this out for you. And I'm like, okay, this is the make-or-break moment where I pull out version two of the script and he did it so well. I was like, "Oh, I'm." I was very, very impressed. I, I knew we had made the right choice uh, because of all the effort and time that he had put into it. Excellent. You know, <laughs> that's you know, to be able to even do that. I mean, Andy, you know, Gianna and and Summer and the rest of the cast too. You know, it, it, you made it. This film was shot. It was made look just looked so real as far as the character wise. It's just you know, it, it's just amazing. I mean, I'm going on and on again about it, but uh, it's one of my. I'll say it again. It's one of my favorites, and uh, I really enjoyed it. And it's, it's amazing, you know, when you interview people. It's amazing, you know, me being a, an actor too, and be able to. It's actually a learning process for me too to hear Andy's story on how he did it, or or. Gianna or Summer, you know, watching characters on the movies and stuff, it, it really helps. I mean, it's, it's, you know, when you're an actor, you learn, you learn, you learn, you learn, and you learn, and, and the better you get, and the more you do it, the better you get. So, compliments Absolutely. to all of you. So. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. No problem. And, uh, Erica, I'm telling you something. You have a, you have a future. You really do. Thank you, know? you. And uh, we talked earlier on the phone for the first time ever before the interview. Yes. And um, part two sounds very interesting to me. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here <laughs> giving ideas to Erica because, you know, um, I really enjoyed the first one. And I can see a, a sequel coming. I really do. You know, and it's uh, exciting. It's exciting to hear you say that too, because that's what I want uh, our audience to feel like. I want our audience to feel like they want more, not like, oh God, thank God that's over. I want them to be like, no, we need more. You know. Yeah, you know, I got some creative ideas for Tyler. You know, we talked about on the phone that I thought would be cool, but 
we won't say no more about that because I like to talk to you more about that down the road. But because I'm really interested in uh, in helping you, uh, if you ever do make a sequel, I would love to be able to uh, help out in some way. Thank and, you uh, very much. I know our next project we're already slated for another uh, horror film. In fact, I, I plan to stay in horror hopefully the rest of my life. Nice. Uh, it's just it's just what I love. It's what I'm passionate. I my very first film uh, back in the day <laughs> was uh, I made a short film that was a horror and then I made another short film that was a horror and then I made my first feature that was a horror and then I was like well I don't want to get pigeonholed into horror so I went and did a comedy and then a drama and I missed horror so bad uh, that I came back with the thriller Loverboy and I was just like it's not horror enough we need to go I need to go full horror and this is this is where my heart lies. So, you know, I'm making, uh, we're in pre-production for another horror film right now called Mantis. Uh, that's going to be a very, very fun, interesting film. Uh, we have a lot of plans. Uh, and it, it's not intentionally, uh, an 80s throwback, but it most definitely will be, uh, if, if not more 80s than just as much you know, 80s influence as Mr. White, uh, possibly more though, because we have some really great ideas in store and all of, all of the films that I love and I'm inspired by are 80s, you know, late 80s films. Um, that's just, that's just where my heart lies is what I grew up with. I, Pumpkinhead scares me to this day. <laughs> um, two years ago for my birthday, uh, my husband threw me a party and said, uh, we'll set up a projector and we can watch any movies you want. And, uh, I had a little bit to drink and we watched Pumpkinhead and I started crying. And <laughs> people are like, what is wrong with her? And I was like, oh my God, he's coming back. He's coming back for her. And, uh, you know, it's still, I've seen it hundreds of times and to this day, Pumpkinhead comes out and he is just as real as he was when I was three years old watching it, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. That's that's just what I love. I think I was Andy's age and he is now when Pumpkinhead came out. I think I was like <laughs> 19. <laughs> So. The, uh, Mr. White is actually, uh, speaking of Pumpkinhead, Mr. White is influenced probably most heavily by Pumpkinhead. I noticed uh, that. Yeah, I, there's, there's a lot of similarities. Instead of, uh, you know, the Swamp Witch Haggis, we've got the uh, crazy, kooky, voodoo uh, mambo that tells the story. And, you know, we've got the lore of, uh, of Pumpkinhead that's a little similar to the lore of Mr. Right. I mean, they're not, it's not a replica by any means, but it's, uh, inspired by, you know, like the passion that I feel for a movie like Pumpkinhead that does still scare me to this day. Yana, you're gonna love it. Summer, yeah, you're gonna love it. We, for, we have a world premiere, um, in, at the Los Angeles Fear and Fantasy Festival in like two and a half weeks. Um, a couple of us are flying out to Los Angeles to go, uh, and, and actually, so that will be the first time. I'm literally the only person other than the reviewers that we've sent the screener to, uh, who have seen it. So none of, none of the cast have seen it yet because we haven't had our local premiere or our, uh, Palm Coast premiere yet. Nice. So then, oh wow. 
That usually happens. I mean, I'll be, I'll be doing the same thing probably. I'll probably <laughs> go to the premiere and seeing it for the first time. But Exactly. But, you know, it's just uh, an overwhelming joy of in this industry. Because, you know, Andy, did, did, did you ever think in a million years that you'd, that you'd be in a movie? I, um, no, actually. I, the, the first job that I ever had, I was an extra on um, the show The Inbetweeners um, for MTV. And the way that I got it was because someone found me over Facebook. And I had just ended up um, putting all of my college applications in and sending them. And because I wanted to be a lawyer. I mean, I always told people lawyers are just really good actors. But, um, <laughs> but the next day, that's when I got contacted. And then my life had just completely switched and I decided well I'm not going to go to law school I'm going to become an actor nice Gianna how about you did you ever think in a million years that you'd be in a movie um I don't know I mean acting was kind of a random thing for me um so I feel like once I set my sights on it then it, it kind of the idea crept in but before that absolutely not I mean I was really shy when I was younger so I never thought that I would be passionate about something like this. So. All right. Summer? I always loved movies, but I didn't know. Um, I never thought about being on the other side. But then, actually, it's funny. I found, like a, like, a diary or a list of things that I wanted to do from 2007, and it says, be an extra in a movie. And that's how I started out, was I was an extra and then decided I wanted to pursue it more because I loved being on set and watching everything. So I took classes and... Here I am. Oh, cool. Hey, Erica? I, I actually started out as an actress, uh, oddly enough. Oh, yeah? That, yeah, that's how I got into making films at all. Uh, I was a terrible actress. I tried for my, like, from the time I was probably eight years old, my best friend and I, I grew up in Wyoming, so there's not a lot to do, so we walked around with a video camera and filmed each other being, like, news reporters and... We went around to the school and did skits and plays and I mean, all kinds of stuff. And um, I kept trying out for, like, the lead roles and all these school plays. And I, I would I was so bad, like, they were barely giving me extra parts just because they were, <laughs> didn't have any other people to fill it. So I'm the only almost six-foot munchkin in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and, you know, uh, they, they didn't even want me to play the dog in Annie. I mean, I was just not good. And, uh, but I thought I was great. So in high school, I told my friend, I was like, screw all this noise. We're making our own movie so I can be the star. And I wrote this 15 page script for this movie called The Stalker, uh, where I play this girl who's stalking this guy and he doesn't, he doesn't uh, give her love back so she murders him and all of his friends. We <laughs> <laughs> did like all the little pre-production and we, we dug my dad's video camera out of the attic and I was like, let's do this. And we set it up on some sticks and stuff out in the alleyway for scene one and uh, my friend looks at me and she's like, who's gonna run, who's gonna be the director? And I was like, well, you have to do it because I'm the star, duh. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, I don't want to be the director. I don't want any responsibility for this. And I was like, she's like, you're good at bossing people around. You should be the director. I'm like, how can I be the director and the star? And she's like, I don't, 
I don't know, but I know I'm not doing it. And there were like three people in the movie, so I was like, you know what, fine, I am good at multitasking. And so in the scenes that weren't mine, this one one day I got behind the camera and I was like, okay, you do this and you do that, and they did it. And I was like, oh, my God, I have power now. <laughs> like, I boss people around all the time, and nobody ever does what I say, but when I have a camera in my hand, they're listening. And I, I fell in love with, like, the control I had over it, and which makes me sound like a horrible person. But uh, after a while, I started watching my own performances on video, and I was just like, man, I suck. Like, <laughs> I guess nobody, like, flat out told me this and saved me a bunch of time. (laughs) Then, so, I started, like, weaning myself out of movies more and more, and by, like, my third movie, I wasn't even in them anymore, and I was just like, I'm the mastermind behind the camera, and I love it. (laughs) Yeah, mastermind is a key word, because this movie, Mr. White is a a brilliant, masterminded uh, piece of writing, so... Thank you. It all comes full circle, you know what I mean? So, absolutely. We all and come I, from we all come from somewhere, and we all learn eventually. And uh, you know, it's a fun. You know, I love independence because the simple fact is people like Andy and Gianna and, and, and Summer and myself and yourself can actually make a film with a no budget, minimum budget, low budget. However, and if you got the right writing and you got the right cast and you got the right crew, you can do anything. You can, yeah, you can make an entertaining film on next to nothing that is more entertaining than some of the multi-million dollar stuff that Hollywood puts out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not bashing Hollywood, I'm just saying, you know, a lot of us out here who, we have great ideas, but we don't have rich relatives that are going to die and leave us all of their money, so we got to figure it out and Mm -hmm. not take a bunch of excuses for why we can't do something, you know? Right. Uh, I, I don't believe in excuses like that. I just want to get it done and do it. And if we have no money, we have no money, but we will still do it. <laughs> right, right, right. So, anyways, I want to thank you all for coming on. Exactly. I do it my way, and and it's pretty fun. So, thanks again. Take care, and we'll definitely talk soon. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you so you. much. No problem. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.